um, Janet and Sean are going to give our communion right now. My apologies for the taste. I think next week we'll be back to proper grape juice and bread. I'm just going to string some scriptures together this morning and make a few comments here and there, but essentially I want to let the word do its work. I'd like to go to Mark chapter 14 because here there is a story on the Last Supper and it's a beautiful prophetic word by Jesus, but also speaking prophetically about Jesus. In Mark chapter 14, here's the story. On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, when it was customary to sacrifice the Passover lamb, Jesus' disciples asked him, where do you want us to go and make preparation for you to eat the Passover? So he sent two of his disciples telling them, go into the city and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. We know that water is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. And so in my mind's eye, this story goes on and Jesus says, follow him. And so we are to follow the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the water. Jesus says, you'll meet these people. They'll be carrying water. Follow them. Say to the owner of the house, he enters. Jesus said in, uh, I think it was John chapter 14, he talks about going before the disciples and uh, he says it like this. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that? I'm going there to prepare a place for you and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. And so Jesus says, say to the owner of the house, he enters, the teacher asks, where is my guest room? where I may eat the Passover with my disciples. He will show you a large room upstairs, furnished and ready. Make preparations for us there. And uh, this is incredibly prophetic of what Jesus was to do. And so in John chapter 1, Jesus says this, Very truly I tell you, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. And so Jesus is saying there is a large upper room, it's up there and that's where I will meet with you on the first day of the festival of unleavened bread. And he says, make preparations for us there. The disciples left, went into the city and found things just as Jesus had told them. So they prepared the Passover. In the next few weeks I just want to share a few thoughts on the upper room. 
where Jesus is right here. And so it was just before the Passover meal, John chapter 13, Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave the world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Some other translations put it like this. He longed to show them the full measure of his love. And so Jesus goes into the upper room and uh, it's just not going to be eating bread and wine. Something incredible is about to happen up here where Jesus brings a revelation of what the whole new covenant is about. He is instituting the new covenant, but he speaks in terms that I think there's a lot of work uh, that we have to do, probably in our own lives, your life, my life, in really understanding what Jesus was doing up here. And so that's why I want to look at this uh, fairly carefully over the next few weeks. And so uh, Jesus is desiring to show them the full extent of his love. And so it says here, he got up from the meal, took off his outer clothing and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Jesus is desiring to show the full extent of his love. And when Jesus speaks in the upper room, he speaks about the vine and the branches. In John chapter 15, he says, uh, I am the vine, you are the branches. My father is the vine dresser, he's the gardener. And uh, if you're not bearing fruit, Jesus says, the father cuts you off. That's fairly tough, isn't it? And he says that, the Holy Spirit will prune you so that you bear more fruit. And, and so there's this message coming through of what this is all about. Jesus is saying, I want to show you the full extent of the Father's love and how I experience that. And so he gets down on hands and knees and he washes the feet of the disciples. And it says he's showing the full extent of his love. In other words, He's the master, he's the teacher, but he's becoming the servant. And he says, greater love hath no man than this, that he lays down his life for his friends. And so uh, Jesus begins to tell them about how he relates to the Father. He's always going back to the Father, drinking of the Father's love, drinking of the Father's presence. And this was the thing that Jesus wanted to impart to his disciples, that it all comes back to relationship with the Father. This is how I do it. And uh, while I've been with you these last three years, I've been wanting to show you how much the Father loves me, how much I love the Father, and uh, how much he loves you. I don't think that on this night that the disciples got everything. There was so much that Jesus said. But when you go further on and uh, maybe in about 50 years time when John the disciple the beloved disciple he writes these words he says see what great love the father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God and that is what we are it's like this that before all of this happened before the upper room and the crucifixion and the resurrection before that time there was no relationship with the Father in terms of having a loving Heavenly Father. You hear the term often today, orphans. In other words, before this time, we were orphans to God. We didn't have Him as Father. But after Jesus came 
and he shared his love and he was crucified for us, rose from the dead. We became sons. But Jesus is talking in the upper room and uh, there's a real challenge there of what's it all about really Jesus? And uh, before his sacrifice, we were orphans. After After the sacrifice, we become sons and the job then of the Holy Spirit, the ministry of the Holy Spirit is to help us to become mature sons, mature sons. And so uh, I've thought about things like evangelism, where we want to go and we get people saved and, and we think, well, you know, we just lead them to Christ and that's what it's all about. But that's not really what it's all about, is it? Because Jesus was really saying, I want you to have the revelation of what it means to be a son of God, not an orphan, but a son, and how to live as a son because the Holy Spirit wants to take orphans but produce mature sons. And if we're doing something like evangelism, what we're doing is we're just not getting ticks on a piece of paper saying we led somebody to Christ, but in fact what we're doing is that we are looking for orphans, whether you're an evangelist or not. We are looking for orphans who need a heavenly father and then to put them on a journey to help them to know the Holy Spirit, to know Jesus and to take this journey which produces mature sons. Because, you know, I I look at all of this and, and as you get older you begin to see what are the most important things in life and you realize that without a heart transition what we're doing is that we're really copying the ministry of Jesus. We try to do so many things out of the goodness of our heart, but really Jesus wants us to come back and he's saying what God is after is the transformation of the human heart. And are you prepared to work with the Holy Spirit to allow him to bring you to maturity as a son? And so John goes on and he says, Dear friends, now we are children of God. What we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him and we shall see him as he is. And now it gets really, really hard to hear. This is 1 John chapter 3, verse 6. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. In other words, if we're allowing our heart to be transformed and we understand that God wants to produce mature sons. It says here, no one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. In other words, we sang this morning about the beauty of Jesus. If we get the revelation of who he is and we live out of the revelation of who he is and out of relationship with him, it says here, no one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. How do you know him? And have a relationship with him and allow the Holy Spirit to mentor you. How do you allow all of that to happen and still sin? And so John says, no one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's sin remains, sorry, not sin, but God's seed remains in them. They cannot go on sinning because they have been born of God. This is how we know who are the children of God and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child, nor is anyone who does not love their brother and sister. It's pretty tough words, isn't it? 
It's pretty tough. And so you've got to come back to the heart and say, Holy Spirit, am I allowing you to work in my heart to prune me so that there is no sin in me? I want to know him. I want to know him and everything it takes to live in the shadow of the cross. That is the safest place on earth to live in the shadow of the cross on my knees and say, God, not my will, but yours be done. But what John is saying is that it's so much easier when we live out of relationship and out of that relationship that when we see the beauty of Christ and we spend time with him and we allow the Holy Spirit to prune us, to work with us, and we see the transformation of the heart. We saw Ian Shelton a few weeks ago saying words something like this, how can a broken, divided church heal a broken, divided city? My heart is to see churches united. It really is. But it is so difficult. It is so difficult because we separate ourselves from one another based on things like doctrine and the way we do church and everything else. But I wonder what it would be like. I wonder what it would be like if really we put a lot of stuff to the side and just said, we just want to see him. We will have unity and diversity if we will just all together, everybody in every church says, I want to see him. I want to know him. I want to live out of relationship with him. Jesus says, this is what I do with the Father. I will leave meetings and go just to be with him. And then I'll come back and I'll give out of the overflow of that. It's out of that personal relationship. And folks, it is not easy. It is not easy. Let's not kid ourselves. Let's not kid ourselves. We're just starting a series at Arlen and Amanda's and uh, it's on prayer and it's by Mike Bickle and he is brutally honest about the years it took him to get into prayer and 40, 50 years later, it's still not easy. I'm not saying it's easy this morning. It's something we work at, but we come back to that love, our first love that we had for him and say, Jesus, I don't want to lose my first love. I don't want to lose my first love. I want to have the upper room experience where you said, this is how I do it. I'm in total abandonment to the Father. And uh, these are my final words to you, Jesus says. Little children, love one another as I have loved you. Love one another. Whatever it takes, love one another. Don't let doctrine separate you. Don't let the way you do church separate you. Don't let gossip separate you. Don't let anything separate you. By this will all men know that you are my disciples for your unconditional love for one another. So let's attempt to take the wafer out of the top of the cup. I failed miserably, but I'm going to drink the wine. <laughs> Next week, we'll have the real thing. So, Father, this morning, Father, as we've lifted up Jesus in the upper room, lifted up his desire to say, 
Transform your hearts. Allow the Holy Ghost in. Allow him to form Christ within you. But more than any routine, focus on relationship to the Father and the Son being led by the Spirit. Let's eat and drink together.